Holy moly. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, which we haven't for the past two weeks, yeah. <laughs> we talk about things like urban legends. Uh, how we kind of forget how to do, how to make a podcast in general. Uh, paranormal stories. Do we talk into these microphones or do I just scream into the cup of coffee here? True crime. Do I scream into the cup of coffee here or do I open Molly, our dog's mouth, and talk into that? It's hard to tell. No one really. Think, I don't think that's what we do, but we talk about everything spooky or scary related. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's what we do either because when I when we started recording, that's how we started doing it. And we were both like, this doesn't seem familiar. Yelling into Molly's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we're like, well, I don't know if it, I don't know if it does it. Well, hey, listen up. Every single week since the beginning of time in, uh, let's just say that's 1998 because that's when The Matrix came out. Okay. And I went and saw it for my birthday. We went. Anyways, uh, Lindsay will research a topic. I will research a topic separately of one another, and we don't discuss it. And then we finally discuss it on our show for the very first time with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, we are going to dedicate this show to... Lindsay, who do you want to dedicate the show to? Everyone on the cast of Riverdale. You know what? I'm going to say everyone... On the production team of Riverdale. So anyone associated with the show Riverdale. Because Lindsay was getting into the show and I it was like one of the shows she would watch whenever I wasn't home. So whenever I'd walk in to our house, because there's no doors, I would just walk right in. I would see Lindsay watching the show and it would just be like... You know, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, here's another issue all of a sudden. And like these kids are 16 or 17 years old. It's like, why can't you guys just relax for a minute? It's a teen drama. I know. But then we watch it on the airplane and then I got really into it. Now I love the show. You do love it now. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Well, hey, Lindsay and I have been on vacation for two weeks and it was a wonderful trip. Yeah. Uh, So that's why there weren't any episodes. But we were hunting in the woods for Yetis and spaghettis mm-hmm. um, and Bigfoot. Nothing. No, nothing at all. We said we punched a bunch of Yetis, but that was a slight exaggeration. I think, you know, I think we could also say that was a complete exaggeration or just well, a Well, we fib. did have drinks in a Yeti cooler, so. You know what? That's right. Yeah. We did kind of punch yeah, well, the Yeti. Well, we poured ice into the Yeti. We fruit punched the Yeti. Yeah. We sparkling <laughs> watered punched the, yeah. the the Yeti. But it was very fun. We had a really good time. We went out to Orcas Island off of Washington, and then we hung out in Portland for a few days. None of this is really spooky, but hey, we're just keeping you up to date. Yeah. And there were, there were, there were some spooky things. <laughs> really quick, we would like to say farewell to the, f- the five to six minutes of our show that we just edited out because there was a deer staring in our house, and Molly got very excited yeah she didn't like that deer she didn't like the deer but that's okay but either way we're happy to be back we're happy to be here with each and every one of you recording a show and i think that's it just existing you know yeah have you guys ever even just thought about just existing in general like we just are here you know what a trip like is it scary is it cool like who knows i think oh i think existing is a little bit scary sometimes yeah yeah anyways well anyways well Hey, our last episode, uh, what did we talk about? I There was a family that saw a Bigfoot uh, with a little yes. kid in the car. And, and then they drove away from their dad, which they left out there. Yeah, ghost dad or something. Yeah, ghost dad. And then I think you, oh, you talked about the tiptoe guy. Oh, the waltzy, dancy dude. Yeah. That was very scary, which yeah. a lot of people said I terrified them. Well, and I didn't realize I became... I'm going to use a word that I never use, privy. And I think that's a real word. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I think it means privy, I think means like you become aware of something. Oh. But it sounds made up. So Daniel Spencer, our buddy Daniel, uh, made me privy, privied me to the video about, there was, I guess there was a short film that was made about that same story. Right. And we watched it. It was yeah. creepy. It was a legitimately scary story. It is creepy. Yeah. I don't like that. I mean, I would assume that it's real. Like I said in the last episode, I mean, I don't know if it's someone just came up with a really good story or if it was a real story, but it's pretty creepy. 
whether I mean I I think it's real. I I, I feel like it's a very it's a very what's the word? Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, particular? That's probably not it. Well, you know unusual. what? Unusual. It's unusual, and it seems like I don't know weird to make up, but whatever, right. whatever, dude. Well, I think I am first this week, so let's just uh, I guess dive right in, right? I guess let's just dive right in, right? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Side note: When we were by Orcas Island, funny thing, we got to see a bunch of orcas, and it was amazing. It was the. Now, here's a scary thing is that Lindsay gets motion sickness. I get motion sickness. At least I think I do because we were on a ferry one time and I got sick. But Lindsay took Dramamine as well as me. And we were on the ship and we were seeing orcas. And in our brains, it was almost like fireworks were going off and we were so stoked. But because of the Dramamine, we were both like, oh, great. Very sleepy. Oh. Very drowsy Dramamine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I had to say about it. I was <laughs> okay. just, I, I, I thought it was a scary story. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> this week I have some unusual stories. You know, I love my unusual stories in the news. Yes. Your unusual stories are my cookie cutter Bigfoot sightings. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> well, I'll start them off. There is a couple that I just think are just super wacky and they're new. So it's creepy. This one is about a couple of parents in Ontario, Canada, and they had a baby monitor that had a camera and a speaker system. Okay, so a little bit braggy because it's like, okay. So they had that deluxe. Yeah, cool. That deluxe uh, baby monitor. Yeah, what but, a lucky baby. And they reported that the monitor was reporting as remotely activated. Okay. Oh, so like it turns on if there's movement or something? Well, no, it means that somebody was hacking into their monitor system and to make it creepier after that happened, they were like, well, maybe it's just a glitch in the system or it's just being weird. The monitor began playing creepy music at random times. What mu- did it say? What music? Um, you can look more into it. It didn't really specifically say like what songs or anything, but oh. I'm just imagining creepy music that you know you're obviously not playing. Yeah, like sorry, not sorry, or something, or <laughs> like the new Cardi B album, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then a like really soft. Ew! I already voice. Hate. Don't like this told the parents they were being watched. Oh, okay. So somebody hacked into their baby monitor system. The thing that makes this creepier is that it turns out that there are a lot of similar instances. That's, I like how you, you've said, here's something creepier, like two or three times. And you're right. It has been creepier, but it's like you did the exact same or like this, this story did the equivalent of like, can I have a pizza with cheese and then extra cheese and then extra cheese? Yeah, it's gross. It's too much. It's so gross. So, okay. So people are finding these things because obviously they're probably connected to Wi-Fi or something because I'm assuming that like it's one of the many apps or many things that connect to your phone, I bet. Right. That's uh, what I would assume. Oh, that's well, here's something I do appreciate though, is that the person who was doing the hacking said, Hey, just want to let you guys know you're being watched. <laughs> well, with that being said and the creepy music happening, I mean, it made me feel better thinking like, okay, that's really creepy of someone to do, but you know it's someone just messing around. Well, how do we know that? Because if it was someone like seriously being creepy they would hide the fact that they're being creepy you know what yeah that's a really good point they wouldn't like it's kind of like dark webby like hey i'm gonna play this music and i'm gonna let you know i'm watching you still creepy but yeah at least you know now and you're like okay maybe get rid of that baby monitor it was more so of like a flex like a hacking flex yeah they were like able to get in there and play creepy music through it yeah what song would you off the top of your head would you hate to hear coming through a baby monitor that like you that would did. legitimately be creepy yeah i mean I, I i i think we can assume any music at all but what song in particular if we're playing a fun game i don't know probably like anything like old radio-y like old record play kind of like 20s yeah. 30s type music sure. i think would be pretty creepy with like the uh like muffled or poor recording like quality yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a trumpet that sounds like maybe it's coming out of like a synthesizer what about like a like like a a weird uh instrumental thing and you're like what's this and then you would like shazam it because i only say that because my mom loves shazam still she does uh and it was like the national anthem of like 
some, I don't know, some very strange place. Like North Korea. Yeah, that was the North Korean <laughs> That would be creepy to anthem. come through your baby monitor. I go, well, I think uh, the, end, the end is soon. I the, think we're going to die. The end die. is near. Yeah. Okay, so the next story I have, I called it All Hands on Deck, and you'll see why. Um, okay. Because I okay. do title all my stuff. <laughs> I like how you <laughs> retitle the stories that you find. I think that's well, really Well, because I come up with little puns, and then I'm like, yeah, oh, that's funny. But then I never really read them, so really it's just for me to enjoy. But I'll share them this time. Um, so Mike Lopez was cleaning out his great-grandparents' house, and he realized that maybe they were pirates. Oh, cool. The the fact that he thought this was because he found a box in the attic containing old maps, coins, and a hand. And the and and the box said pirate stuff. Don't open. <laughs> and it said, please don't open my pirate box. Please, there's pirate, a hand in here. Pirate stuff, kitchen utensils. So that's why I called it all hands on deck because you know pirates decks, hands found it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm very glad you explained it because I just I still didn't get it. What? <laughs> so wait, like like what was it? Just like a hand, like just floating? Was it like in a jar or something? It was like pinned to a piece of paper. It was like Ew. pinned to a map. Yeah, it was basically just bones at that point because it had been up there a long time yeah what the heck? yeah there's pictures online if you look it up i mean i'm sure you could just put pirate hand maybe <laughs> <laughs> just google pirate wait hold on probably just google pirate hand okay i want to see now i'm not doing any research but i just want to google I'm, I'm gonna google image the word pirate hand yeah. and see the very first thing that comes up maybe now, it'll be that story now i did misspell it and I'm going to click on, nope, the very first thing that comes up are these little prop. Uh, oh, like, like hooks for your hands. Yeah, like the ones you wear for that Halloween costumes. Sense. That makes <laughs> sense. Well, they didn't find that kind of hand. They found an actual hand. A human hand. Yeah, a human hand. But yeah, I guess the maps were like all of the ocean and everything. You can look at the pictures. So he's like, okay, weird that, you know, I think my great grandparents were pirates. Yeah, or at least one of them. Well, the coins were like really, really old coins. But the thing that was, how do you get pirate out of it? I mean, I guess the maps and the coins, like you, you think pirate. Yeah. But like maybe they, maybe they were mobsters, not pirates. Well, they could have. Pirates are the mobsters of the sea. Yeah, and I guess I if you have ocean that. maps, then yeah, it's a little more piratey than mobstery. If there was an X marks the spot somewhere as well, I go, oh, that's definitive pirate activity. Right. Pirates still exist. Yeah, that's I know. The thing. I mean, that's the creepy part. They're way scarier because they have guns. But like back in the day, <laughs> they smelled really bad and had swords and cannons. I don't know. Like swords and cannons might be scarier. I think so also like ruthless. Yeah, and like their whole. I understand it was like that's just how clothes looked in history in that moment in history or whatever. But like their aesthetic, I think, was like grungier a little cooler a little piratier but nowadays you probably see pirates they're probably wearing like a knockoff tommy hilfiger shirt yeah like ronnie hilfiger yeah and then they're wearing (laughs) like cool shorts yeah Yeah. i don't know maybe like if how about this psa all the real pirates out there today maybe just like okay listening to our show listening to our show i know we're number one on the pirate scale podcast to listen to i i i checked our analytics this morning and we have three listens in the indian ocean and the the pacific ocean we have two and the mediterranean sea we have 1200 oh so there's Uh, there's a lot lot of pirates that listen there yeah so all the pirates well especially all the pirates in the mediterranean sea maybe start doing a costume thing well first of all don't rob anybody but also like maybe it's time to like reinvent yourself in terms of your wardrobe and your pirate aesthetic well you brought up the matrix maybe they could be like matrix like future pirates yeah a lot of leather or pleather yeah. Um, because you know what you know it's stretchy, and that might be good for when it rains, like in the ocean, mm-hmm. you wouldn't get wet. It would just like trickle off your leathers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking for like cool waterproof technology. Hey, man, pleather, baby. Your your Patagonia pleathers. Yeah, Patagonia, Patagonia ple- pirate pleathers. Pleathers. <laughs> hey, now we're talking. Oh yeah. So uh, yes, actually. So <laughs> anyone, all the Patagonia reps. Now I checked our analytics about which like jobs everyone had now i did get our analytics from the dark web because i also have everyone's banking information yeah okay <laughs> i also have people's jobs and baby monitors and baby monitors stuff. Mm-hmm. it was me twist but uh <laughs> there are four million patagonia reps that listen to our show so take the idea patagonia pirate pleather and that's fine perfect oh per- perfect patagonia pirate pleather please <laughs> 
<laughs> my next story is um, from actually from Pennsylvania. Okay, now that's another P word. It's very difficult for me not to <laughs> add that. But Pennsylvania Pirates, <laughs> they they don't have anything to do with pirates. Well, they but do because the baseball team. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything's very pirate related this week. Oh, um, what the heck? Anyways, Uh-oh. so a family was redoing their home as well, and they wanted to insulate their home. Instead, they found a bunch of animal carcasses that were encased in newspapers from the 1930s to 1940s. Okay. A local Fox um, news station affiliated that they think that this practice <laughs> is related to Dutch magic. I thought you were going to say a local fox was interviewed, like a local <laughs> fox. <laughs> what do you think, fox? Probably pirates, Well, I think says the fox. My buddy got captured, and then I don't know what happened to him, but I am a fox. <laughs> That's what they said. But yeah, they found a bunch of animal carcasses. So they thought it was Danish, Danish like Wiccan practices or yeah. Witch? They said that a lot of times animal carcasses were used for like heal ailments, like oh, rituals to sure. heal. But yeah, so 1930s, 1940s. They they were wrapped up in newspapers dated from then. Yes. How many animals is too many animals to find in your house? <laughs> they said they found a bunch. <laughs> So, <laughs> so there was I, like more than two. Yeah, uh, but well, I feel like probably less than like twenty. Do you think? It, I mean, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I guess over twenty, you say there was a lot, but then yeah. <laughs> under twenty, there's a bunch. There's a bunch. <laughs> How many? Like I would think at least like twelve. That's like a, I'm gonna meet halfway well, and be like twelve. If you were. <laughs> If you were remodeling your home and you were like, you know, knocking walls down and stuff and you found, if I found one animal carcass wrapped up in a 1920s, 1930s era newspaper, yeah. that's a bunch for me. That's too much. That's way too it's many. too many. When asked how many animals they uh, they found, the, the couple said, wow, a bunch. <laughs> I don't know, a bunch of them. I don't know, a bunch. It's weird. I don't know, a bunch, less than 20, more than 12. I think the biggest thing that we're going to learn about these few stories is that don't redo your house because you never know what you're going to find. Yeah. You might find a bunch of dead animals wrapped in newspaper in your house. You know, when we moved into our house now in the basement, it's still there is like, you know, those like oxygen canisters. I know you know, Lindsay, but for our listener, like those giant steel or whatever oxygen canisters that... I don't know, gases are inside of. Sure. There's one of those in our basement and it's little and I don't know what's in it, but we kind of just moved it over to the corner. Yeah, we kind of just put it to the side. <laughs> so if you We're don't just hear, gonna let it sit there. If you don't hear from us, you're first like all of a sudden we just kind of drop off the face of whatever social media or real life. I would say first first thing, maybe someone check the basement and see if that canister is still there <laughs> or if it's exploded or not. All right, my next story, it has to do with Oregon because we were just there. Yay! Um, officials with the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, this week began removing barrels re- recently discovered in the bottom of the Wallowa Lake marked for containing chemicals now they pulled these barrels out and there are 12 of them they're 100 gallon drums the barrels are labeled containing either 24d 245t which is also commonly known as agent orange oh my gosh agent orange was obviously chemicals used during the vietnam war and pens has been linked to number of illnesses including cancer being the biggest one yeah yeah, wasn't it like it was like a it was a wasn't Agent Orange? Uh, you know what? I'm not going to ask this question because I don't know if it's true or not. So let's just continue. <laughs> <laughs> I just know it was a really deadly chemical. I yeah. think that Agent Orange was. Um, but yeah, they started cleanup. Um, officials have said that the drinking water source has been used from this lake and is temporarily switched to a backup. Good. So yikes! We don't know if these people have been drinking this since the Vietnam War. There were what's the word? canisters containers of agent orange in the bottom of the lake yeah 12 of them like uh, that's a good amount yeah that's well how many did you say 12 that's well that's the bare minimum for a bunch we already we've we've already established that so when 12 100 gallon drums 100 100 100 gallons now let me do some quick math that's over (laughs) 200 gallons yeah when an epa uh official or correspondent was asked not of course doesn't matter rep- representative was asked how many barrels were like well a bunch because <laughs> there was 12 and not 20 i bet if we looked up how much a bunch is it would not be 12 
Yeah. This well, is what we're assuming is a bunch is 12. I feel like that's a, I mean, Well, that people seems say like a, like a bunch of bananas. And how many bananas do you usually buy in a bunch? Oh, like one little bunch? Uh, there's usually anywhere like from four to six. Yeah. So that might be a bunch. That might be a bunch. I don't know. You know what um, the bananas that we eat today, do you know what, uh, what, what that banana is called? No, a bunch. It's a Cavendish banana. Oh. So that's a little bit of truthful information for everybody out there. <laughs> it's a Cavendish. And these the banana, are the facts that I know. These are the facts that I know, and it's not scary, but it's called a Cavendish banana. Yeah, that's really creepy, though. I They didn't say anything about anything being spilled, but that's still really creepy. Well, I mean, how tight? If they were trying to get rid of these things quickly, which seems like they were if they just kind of dumped them in a lake in Oregon. Yeah. Uh, I bet you a little bit got out. I don't know. Now, how much is a little bit? Mm, but less than a bunch, but enough. Okay, let's uh, talk about China. Okay, cool. There was a 14-year-old girl from China. She reportedly was hospitalized in late May after she suffered from constipation for at least five days. Okay. The doctor did x-rays and stuff and found out that the culprit was tapioca pearls, often found in the bottom of a popular <gasps> drink called a boba or boba. bubble tea. Yeah. Uh, the doctor was searching for the causes, uh, the causes of the girl's pains and the digestive woes, performing a CT scan on her abdomen and made a shocking discovery of an estimated 100 undigested tapioca pearls. So... That's a lot of boba. Yeah. The girl at first was reluctant to answer the question about her bubble tea habits. Okay, so that implies that she really <laughs> likes bubble tea. She eventually admitted that she drank one cup of bubble tea before bed. Oh, the doctor it. does not believe that that's true. <laughs> you know what? Maybe somewhat two things. Maybe she just ate a cup of bubbles, like without <laughs> the tea. Well, no one asked her how big the glass of, of bubble tea was. It could have contained a hundred boba or tapioca pearls. It could have been one of those one hundred gallon drums, like the, the the size of that. Now, my my second thing is maybe someone needs to maybe someone needs to convince this person to have a water habit <laughs> and maybe start drinking some water. But yeah, there's a scan of her abdomen, and it's just full oh. of tapioca pearls. Okay, this might be weird. You know what I really want now? Is a bubble tea. <laughs> yeah, I really want a bubble tea. Well, just to prove that I can, you know, drink it and get rid of it <laughs> easily. It's just so I can, just, you know, I want to drink a bubble tea just so I can show off. Well, this is the thing, though. There's actually a bunch of reports now that people are saying that the tapioca pearls actually aren't great because they are tapioca starch oh, that yeah. are confined into a little pearl. They're not mixed in with something. Yeah. And if you know anything about, like, cooking with cornstarch and stuff, it uh -huh. kind of gelatinizes and becomes, like, really weird to mix into, I don't know, just, like, to basically make a liquid again. Yeah, you so make the... So they're kind of saying that. The tapioca pearls probably aren't even a great idea for anybody to be ingesting that way. So she has she had a bunch of boba in her belly. Yeah. And all the tapioca pearls made a stomach slurry, essentially. Basically. Like, and it, she couldn't get it out. Well, isn't it isn't it with yeah, it's 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 cornstarch and water that what is it? Um our buddy Eli Chambers likes to talk about it, the non Newtonian thing where like it's a liquid and a solid at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Probably not a good idea to have a have about a hundred bobas in your belly. No, because if you try to like they use the tapioca starch, but I yeah. mean it's basically a cornstarch. If you try to mix cornstarch and water, hey, fun thing you can do at home with the kids, right? Sure. If you kind of stir it, it becomes this like liquid that will just like come off your hands clean. Mm -hmm. But it's weird. But yeah, it doesn't mix in well. Like you can make this thick kind of just like hunk of liquid, yeah. which is weird. So yeah, that could be a little scary. And now I kind of, with my bubble teas, I don't know if I want tapioca pearls in them anymore. Well, I feel like... Everything in moderation is okay, and like one one <laughs> maybe cup, not a hundred. You know, I'm gonna say definitely not a hundred. <laughs> Probably just one cup. Uh, can occasionally. I have one tapioca pearl in my bubble tea? Thanks. Hi, can I have a tarot bubble tea with just one pearl on the bottom? Hee <laughs> hee, just my special sip. Well, this story made me think about actually our vacation because we went to Seattle. We went to Pike Place. Yeah, we are on the way back home. Yeah, and we got a couple bobas and little did we know that we were going to be a hit with every teenage girl there because they yeah. all kept asking us where we got our bobas. Yeah. And we kept referring them to this stand and I'm like, like, 
oh no, we could have killed one of these 14-year-old <laughs> girls with our recommendation. Well, the 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 way that they asked us where the bubble tea place was now, now knowing about this uh, this woman's boba addiction in China, we could have enabled a boba <laughs> addict, Epidemic. A, a bubble head. <laughs> to to the the place and then we could have been responsible for enabling them to yeah drink a lot of boba yeah so be careful of your bubble teas your bobas guys you know i always joke about never feeling relevant anymore because we're getting older and whatever but i felt so relevant when we were there <laughs> and people were like where's where'd you get the boba want that boba um okay so this one is about a house robbery but it's a little different okay i feel like you'll appreciate this The guy reported that nothing was damaged, nothing was taken, just arranged in a really creepy way. Okay. He said that he could smell bleach and other cleaning sullivans while his son's room, which was messy when they left, was neatly arranged and his bed was made. An Uh, origami rose (laughs) made out of toilet paper was left by the bathroom door. And he said that there was nothing else wrong with the house. It was just really, really clean. The police weren't too worried about it, but they did say that if they get a lead or a suspect, they are considered doing a misdemeanor of breaking and entering. Now, I know why you said I'd be into it, because (laughs) I do like to clean. You Uh, do things very clean, so if you were to break into a house... But how about this, though? This this is pretty smart. Yeah. That person could have stolen a bunch of stuff. Yeah, they were just helping out. But they distracted them by having it cleaned and things like an origami rose made out of toilet paper. Too far on that one. So, yeah. like, this owner might not realize, like, oh, my safe is gone, but, like, with all my monies in it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, look at this rose, though. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's very funny. Uh, I wouldn't press charges at all. I'd be like, oh, I would just change the locks on the house and go, well, we're good for like another week or something. I mean, this place is really clean. Well, what I was kind of thinking was maybe someone in that neighborhood had a maid service. I don't know how they got in the house, though, but maybe they they hired a maid service and the maid went to the wrong house and cleaned up for them. Okay. And then didn't realize that like, oh, okay, well. Could you still press charges on the cleaning service? Like, even if they had the wrong address, say it was maybe off by like one or two numbers or they just got them flipped up. If they were like, well, this is the house we're supposed to clean. They're not here. We need to break in to clean the house. Yeah, I feel like you can't just break in, though. (laughs) But then again, if that were to happen to us, you you and I will never be in a position where we can afford a cleaning service. (laughs) But like, if if that were to ever happen to us, I'd go, you know what? I appreciate this company's tenacity. Right. I was going to say that that person should get a raise if that's the situation because they were like, no, I need to clean this house. I don't care if I have to break in or not. We take cleaning very seriously. No. (laughs) Like, listen, very seriously. Very seriously. All right, the last story I have terrifies me because I hate heights. I hate them. So I want to talk about the tallest building in Chicago. Oh, oh. The Willis Tower. I think... I yeah okay. You saw something about this. I saw this? a photo. I think yeah. The hundred and third floor um, <sighs> is a tourist attraction for the Sky Deck Chicago, where visitors can get a panoramic view of the whole city, Lake Michigan, and even parts of neighboring Indiana. Well, the attraction has four glass enclosures um, called the Ledge, which opened in nineteen ninety or two thousand and nine, and it gives tourists the feeling of standing suspended in the midair of one thousand three hundred and fifty three feet above above ground and four feet away from the building that alone makes me want to throw up (laughs) here's the thing just have a hundred floors 103 floors okay brag 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 it's yeah you don't need to stand out on a ledge no i really think i really don't think that anyone needs to do that yeah it's terrible i mean they hype it up and they're like the ledge box is has three layers of half-inch thick glass laminated and blah, blah, blah into one seamless piece. Okay, well then just I say don't it's care. An, Yeah, well then in that case, just say it's an inch and a half. Hey, there <laughs> are the things called accidents and they happen. Yeah, there are some things called uh, oopsies and uh-ohs. Yeah. So anyways, this is the story that you probably heard already, but there was a woman and two kids and they looked really pale and scared because the floor cracked. Yep, doesn't seem great, huh? 
yeah, a bunch of spectators were like, we watched the floor crack. You can look at it online and it is cracked in multiple spots. That would make me pee for days. Yeah. <laughs> like for days, nonstop one, stream. One continuous stream. Like you would even yeah. be drinking water and it would just be going straight but out. But the thing was, I wouldn't even, because I wouldn't even be out there. No. There's no way. No. I wouldn't even, I'd go to the second floor. Yeah. probably get scared but even watching the spectators watching that glass break while a family was on there ew no thank you yeah that's I, terrible yeah it is and like i understand there's like a thing like skydiving and whatever but like you're like almost promised to be safe on the thing but like you don't need no one needs a glass cage on top of a 103 well probably more story building also just stop at 100 you don't well there's a lot of stuff that like you thought drinking a bobo was safe well if you drink a lot of them it's not great tapioca pearls aren't great oh yeah i'd also pee for days you also thought leaving your house was safe you come back someone cleaned it i wish that would happen that'd be so cool give molly a bath too Ooh, yeah that sounds good to me she's a little <laughs> That's bit really creepy yeah someone she's... comes and gives your dog a bath you know what yeah that would be a little creepy <laughs> it'd be, be nice way creepy well i i i wouldn't immediately go to oh someone broke in and gave molly a bath i think why is molly wet and why does she smell good <laughs> we were gone for an she hour she gave herself a bath i would love it that would uh, be nice. Yeah, that would be super nice. Well, Linz, uh, we're back from vacation, and I feel like you knocked out of the park. Oh, well, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, I knocked it out of the 103rd floor glass box. Sure, yeah, that's a saying I think that we all know and of love. Heck. Of heck. Oh, yeah. They should just call it the glass box of heck. Yeah, or just call it like, yeah, like terror, terror box or like... Terror Terry yeah. and his glass box. And there's just a creepy guy that stands there and says, come inside. Come on in. Come on in. It might crack on you. If you need to, you can hold my hand if you get scared. (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying Terry. Okay. Well, what do you think? Time for haunted housekeeping? I think so. Let's do it. And then when we come back, I have a brand new story that a friend of ours told me. Well, told me a little bit. And then I'm going to be doing him a service. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, we'll see each and every one of you in three. Wait, we're, what is that? How you say it? It's been a while. <laughs> uh, let's just let's just count down. Three, two, one. <laughs> Our show, the one you're listening to right now, is a proud member of VidiSpace, an online streaming service founded by our good buddies Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint. And there's all sorts of spooky stuff on there. Yeah, you can look up anything spooky or paranormal adjacent. There's stuff about the Mothman. There's stuff about ghosts. There's scary movies. Pretty much anything you want to be scared of is on there. They have a live stream of the monsters under every single one of your beds and it's very scary and you can see them <laughs> and like, say your name's Carol. The monster's under there and it's like, gonna get you, Carol. And you know it's the real monster under your bed. Well, we all know that monsters don't like Carol. No, monsters do not like Carol. We have the Ghost Crier crew on there. We have ghost vlogs with Marielle Pabst, a bunch of fun new projects, the Ghost Girls Paranormal, the Spirits of Malvern, which is now on Amazon Prime, part of Viddy Space, all sorts of fun stuff. You can go to www.viddy.space on your computer or your cellular phone and start streaming and screaming. Or you can download the Viddy Space app on your iPhone or your Android. there It's on Roku now. I believe there's a VidiSpace specific thing in the Amazon Prime video thingy. Yes. How cool is that? And you can also find our show on VidiSpace. Absolutely. We are also proud members of the Scavengers family at thescavengersnetwork.com. Scavengers Network is brought to you by our boss, baby boy, baby boy, boy, boy boss, uh, Colin Barker, and has a wonderful group of people that also have amazing podcasts on there, including us. Yeah, there's shows on there. I Don't Know Radio, Historical Hotties, Journey Under 30, Insanely Haunted, Morgan Needs a Podcast, and one of my personal favorites, Myth Takes, which is a tabletop role-playing game podcast based off of Monster of the Week. They just finished up their third arc, and the fourth arc will be starting soon, and I'm going to be back on that fourth arc, and I'm very excited to be a part of it. You know what I'm excited for, though? Yes. Is the Patreon 
Patreon that we have on the Scavengers Network. You can donate anywhere from, what, a dollar to whatever amount of money you want to give us. Maybe you want to give us $3 million a month. That's your journey. You can go to patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network and become a donor to the network and help support each of our shows and the network in general every month. You'll get exclusive bonus content, clips, believe some of the tiers, depending on how much you donate per month, give you discounts in the Scavengers Network store. All sorts of fun stuff. You can help keep these spooky lights on for us as well. Maybe we can travel to haunted locations. Maybe we can get some fun guests on our show. Who knows? Yeah, we want to bring spooky to you, so bring spooky to us by giving us a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) W-I-D-K Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fishstick. Neil deGrasse Tyson. If I was going to get in a fight and I had to pick one astrophysicist to be on my side. <laughs> Lulu. In the beginning, there was milk. And it came out of a cow or whatever. This is right. a completely accurate representation of the history of milk, by the way. The Professor. I think it'd be pretty psychologically damaging to have to fight two building-sized babies. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just <laughs> seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. Like, there's a reason he's completely shaved. It's, I don't know where... Radio, part of the Scavengers Network and Podcast NH. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and unfortunately, everywhere else. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, during the Haunted Housekeeping Zone, I think it's, what, like three minutes or something like that? Something like Uh, that. Maybe you, I don't know, uh, looked, you were walking around, you looked in the mirror, and you're like, you know what? I am going to grow out my soul patch. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually what I think every day. Yeah. What do you you hope people did during the haunted housekeeping? Aside Uh, from listen, you know, which is nice, and check out more shows on the Scavengers Network. What what do you hope people did? I hope they search their walls in search of a pirate hand or or a person hand Mm. or a animal carcass. Yeah. I hope, yeah, so they, they searched exactly, or they, they, they were searching for the sole purpose of finding one of those. Right. Okay, I think that's great. Well, Lindsay, we're back from the break again. We are. And I have two pieces of breaking booze for you or for everybody. Okay, here we go. The first one I have is just a quick uh, Bigfoot sighting out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Of course, right? Well, of course, a Bigfoot sighting. But here's here's my issue with Bigfoot sightings. Everything? Almost. Okay. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. Almost everything. Right. Now, again, would I love if it existed? Of course I would, because how fun for Earth. But here's the thing. I mean, they would just be like another creature on Earth. Yeah, but it's cool because it's giant and it walks on its, it, it's, it's okay. bipedal. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And uh, it could punch, it could punch you in half. <laughs> Punch your legs off. You could punch your legs right off. Oh my. Um, and that's actually what this one says. A Bigfoot saw me punch my legs right off. A man out of LaRue County in Kentucky says that he saw a hairy ape. Uh, and not my neighbor, Ron. <laughs> uh, that, I, I made that part up. Oh. Uh, Kentucky resident, his name is Chuck, says he was, here's my issue, says he was 10 years old when he witnessed this thing in the morning in 1975. Here's the thing. I, there, there's a picture of Chuck and there's an interview with Chuck. And I'm guessing Chuck is, judging by his photo, I'm going to say maybe early 50s. What do you think? Maybe mid 50s? I would say so, yeah. Let's he just say he's, about... he's 55. What do you think? He looks about 55 in Chuck years. Yeah, 55 Chuck years. Yeah. Which is cool because it's uh, a Chuck year is just one human year, <laughs> yeah. which is something interesting a lot of people it's don't very think about. similar to a Larry year. <laughs> yeah. Or, or a Ricky. Uh, yeah. Or a Jennifer year. Yeah. Well, now Jennifer years are a little bit, but we don't. They're that's... like a year and two days or something like that. They're like a little bit off. Yeah, but that'll be another episode where we okay. go, I'll say everyone's name that exists and what their <laughs> years are. That'll be a 12-day-long episode. Okay. Um, Chuck said that he sneaked out of the house and got on his mini bike when he noticed a creature standing by the side of the road. Quote, its head was kind of hanging down. It has massive shoulders, end quote. Uh, he said the eyes reflected orange and it happened about at 1.30 a.m. Now, my issue is that you can't be 55 and then go, I saw one I was 10, though. 
I don't know. I mean, I guess you can, but like... It just took him a long time to, to come out and say it. It took him 45 years, approximately. Mm. I don't know. I Like, I understand, like, you know... I understand, like, traumatizing things in your life. I mean, sure. maybe it was traumatizing for him. I don't know. I can't assume. Exactly, right? And I was going to be empathetic and say the same thing. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Chuck, I feel like maybe that's... I don't know. But here's the thing. I was on cryptozoologynews.com, and I found that one. I also found another one on another website, which I think I might wait on. But Cryptozoology News, it might not be the best or most exciting source for cryptid sightings, but it's one of my favorites because the information, mostly because of their user interface, mm-hmm. uh, the information is easy to read, easy to access, easy to manage. But the last update they had before Chuck's gripping and uh, spine tingling story, yeah, that was a joke that I just said. But the last update they had was like at least two weeks ago, and this was the only other one. So obviously they're having a dry spell uh, of cryptids in general. Or they're just not getting enough information from people or like enough sightings reported. So what I want to urge all of our listeners to do, that if you have your own cryptid sighting story, anything, go to cryptozoologynews.com and on there, there's a link or a little tab where you can upload your own sighting story or whatever, and then maybe it'll be published. Now, it'd be cool if it was a quote unquote real sighting, but it would also be funny if it was very far-fetched. But hey... Maybe they add it to their website. Maybe we get to see it. And that would be very cool. But then that might be tricking people. Well, I think one could argue that a lot of the sightings on here are also tricking people. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. Um. Well, I don't usually like to talk about Bigfoot, but I did come across a story and I'll vaguely let you know. Lindsay is uh, going to Kanye us right now. We are we are Taylor <laughs> no, Swift. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be a Kanye ever. Um, but that 1976 uh, posting that iconic image oh, of yeah. Bigfoot, you know, mm-hmm. a man named Peter Byrne who is 93 now, he saw that, loved it. He was like, I know this is real. I'm not I'm not messing. I'm not goofing. Guys, this is real. And he had a clump of Bigfoot hair that okay. has been in museums and all this stuff. Well, he keeps pushing. And I think he has made the FBI mad because the FBI <sighs> took the clump of hair and finally. And they swallowed it in front of him. <laughs> he swallowed it and they said, now it doesn't exist. Get over it. Now yummy in my tummy. But Hit the road. they don't usually do it and they don't test hair that anybody comes forward with any cryptid or like bigfoot stuff yeah and they tested it in this case and they revealed that it was just a clump of deer hair (laughs) um so peter's a little mad about it but he said that it's doesn't matter that it's deer hair it could have been deer hair that got mingled in with bigfoot's hair oh like maybe they were spooning and then they they heard a rustling and yeah it's like oh i better get out of here and the bigfoot's like yeah i'll call you later yeah but i will say peter you're 93 maybe you should just let it go but you know what you have a hobby that's fine and props to you for getting the fbi to finally test a patch of bigfoot hair i agree and that's the thing Stories are one thing, and it's fun to hear stories, but like testing stuff, like biological proof or evidence or whatever, that's, that's, well, I mean, by design, it's much, it's 100% more factual. Right. And that's what I like. Now, don't get me wrong. I love to play pretend. <laughs> I love pretending and, th- and just thinking. Yeah. But, but like biological proof is what I'm talking about. Now, what I'll say, what's his name? Larry? Peter. No, Peter. Yeah, that's what I said. Peter Byrne. You're 93 years old. I say it's time to put the pedal to the metal more than ever, buddy, and just really go for it and just really bother and pester the FBI because, I don't know, you're kind of getting up there. So maybe it's maybe it's time to have a little <laughs> bit of fun. Time. Or maybe you can like sacrifice yourself as human bait because then you'll be the guy that went down being Yeti or Spag- Bigfoot. Yeti spaghetti. Yeti spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peter Byrne, human Yeti spaghetti. Exactly. Well, Linz, thanks for jumping in my breaking booze zone. And no you can Kanye yes anytime, politely. <laughs> okay. Okay. So here's, this is my uh, bigger topic for the week, but it's also breaking booze because it just happened. And I think that this story, at least to me, I think is very funny. Okay. Uh, and I like it a lot. So one of our closest friends, I've known him since fourth grade. 
His name is Brandon. Yeah. Uh, we call him BLT2000. Mm-hmm. is his full nickname, but BLT <laughs> for short. Nicknames are usually supposed to be shorter, and you kind of made it as longer. Yeah. And then you shortened the nickname. So, yeah. yeah I think you had that's... a Nick nickname. Nick nickname, yeah. We, <laughs> okay. Well, BLT2000 is his Nicholas name, and BLT is his nickname. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was clever. But it was I, very clever. Uh, all right. I'll get <laughs> A for effort. So I was talking to BLT on the phone earlier this week, mm-hmm. and when we were talking on the phone, he, I think he answered the phone by saying, hey, what's up, man? Found a dead owl in my yard. Oh, no. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, there's a dead baby owl in my yard. Aww. And I was like, well, that's sad. And then he was like, yeah, it's okay. Had a messed up wing or something. And then we kept talking. And then he said, I have to get off the phone really quick because someone was calling him about the dead owl in his yard. Okay. And he said, I got to go. It's about the dead owl. And he hung up. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. We got a dead owl situation on our hands. So this might seem a little outlandish, but everything that has happened so far is par for the course for BLT. Yeah. Uh, so he called me back and he and he was like, yeah, that was one of the art teachers at the school because Brandon um, teaches in Ohio. And he was like, they don't want the, the, the owl. I was like, well, what do you mean they don't want the owl? And he said, well, I thought that they'd want it for maybe like the bones or something for like art or something like that. Yeah. So then we were talking again. And then another person called him. He said, got to go. It's another person about the owl. It's the, <laughs> I, I, I got to talk to the guy about the owl. Okay. And then he called me back. They don't want the owl either. Or no, I think they're going to come by and get the owl. Either okay. way, whatever. So long story short, there was a baby owl in Brandon's yard. And he said that he had seen it. Now, I asked him about it this morning. What did I say? I said, "Um, how did you know there would be a dead owl outside of your own house? And he said that it was hanging on a branch the night before being weird. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was like, what do you mean it was being weird? He sent me a photo of the owl. He also got some video. Uh, And he said, then I saw it fall off its branch in the nighttime. And (laughs) so he's just been watching this owl for a while brandon's been on owl watch okay yeah so i said i I said wait you saw it fall off and he said the owl was laying out dead and pretty the next morning uh yeah i saw it holding on by one talon and then it fell oh no and then fell off and then he said it had a little it had like a little messed up wing he said one wing looked a lot smaller I think its mother didn't know what to do with with a little baby owl with like a little messed up wing, he said. And then he sent me a video of it screeching, which I'll put on our social media. Uh, I promise I will. And he said he didn't name the owl, but if he did, he would have named it Dark Claw. And I thought that was fun. And then uh, he said its full name is, um, I think I'm saying the word right, Posthumous, which I think is like, you know, like after death or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Small Wing Dark Claw, a.k.a. the Dark Claw. Or he said he would have just named it Norbert, which I think is fine. And he would have raised it as his own pet. So then I was thinking, okay, I love my friend Brandon. Yeah. Very much. Why? This, This has to mean something more. And I thought that like maybe, I don't think it's every day that you have a very loud dying owl outside of your house. Right. And then it dies in your yard. Right. Maybe this is a metaphor. Maybe he's been cursed. Maybe he's been targeted. (laughs) By a witch or a wizard or a Bigfoot? Maybe. Okay. So then I started doing some, I put on my, what is it? Nancy Drew? Is that the... Yeah. She's I, an invest, She's a detective. I put on my Nancy Drew hat, which is very fashionable and very mm-hmm. cool. And I started doing a little bit of research into owls. Or what, your Betty Cooper as like Riverdale fans. Yeah. Might. There we go. She was kind of... Inve- well, so is Jughead, but you know, uh, we'll take both. I... I like Jughead's hat. I know Betty Cooper doesn't really wear a hat, so I'm just going to say, I, I'm, I'm going to say I put on my Jughead hat. Okay. And I did a little bit of research. You put now, in your Betty Cooper ponytail? Yes, I did be- I did my BCPT, Betty Cooper ponytail, <laughs> and I put on my JHH, my Jughead hat. Okay. Um, now, I'm sure you're probably wondering, did it look very cool? The answer is yes, it did look very cool. Cool. So, Brandon, I know you're listening. Now, this is for your own good, and I need you to pay attention. And <laughs> if anybody else has ever had an owl just screaming at their house and then die before it was hanging on by one talon <laughs> upside down, I'd imagine going, Aww. oh, no. And then you hear the talons release, and then ploop. Slow motion. Yeah, and then it plops in the, in the leaves. So here's a little bit about owls. The owl was a symbol for Athena, goddess of wisdom and strategy, before the Greeks gave their pantheon human forms. 
According to myth, an owl sat on Athena's blind side so that she could see the whole truth. In ancient Greece, the owl was a symbol of higher wisdom, and it was also a guardian of the Acropolis, which is cool. But a dead owl kind of means the opposite. Oh, no. So, bummer. So, yeah. so I, I also I searched up, are owls good luck or bad luck? And the answer I got, in general, owl, owls are viewed as omens of bad luck, ill health, or death. The belief is widespread even today. Among people of Kenya, it was believed that the owls were harbingers, harbingers of death. If one saw an owl or heard its hoot, someone was going to die. Oh no! Which is I know, and this is for I, this Keep is for Brandon in a cage. Well, Brandon lives alone around a lot of trees, and it would be very easy to sneak into his house. Oh no! <laughs> and after the show, I will be and giving out. It. And clean it. I, I will be giving his full address. So <laughs> I also searched, is an owl a sign of death? Uh, in most Native American tribes, owls are a symbol of death, is what the internet told me. Hearing owls hooting is considered an unlucky omen. Now, this owl was outside of Brandon's house, not hooting, but screeching very loud. Yes. One could say extra hooting. They are the subject of numerous boogeyman stories told to warn children to stay inside at night or not to cry too much. Otherwise, the owl may carry them away. Oh. So, not only an owl in general, but a miniature owl, a baby with a smaller wing that was screeching and then died outside of your house. Yeah. But then he might be safe because he did make phone calls to get the owl off of his property. But that original property could be cursed. Because of the dead owl. So now he has a cursed house. Yeah, he sure does. Hmm. Uh, now maybe we'll have to stay over there one night and see if there's any creepy stuff. We'll do some uh, OVP, some owl voice phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, recording. Now I have some owl tidbits. Okay. Now a lot of these aren't necessarily well. A few of them are, but these aren't necessarily like mythological in nature or metaphorical. But these are the owl's kind of a creepy animal. Very pretty. Very pretty. But uh, isn't there an owl a big symbol of Harry Potter? Well, he just has like an owl messenger. It just kind of just kind of does his errands. Yeah. Because so like, it's just a working owl. Just a working owl. It's not a death owl. No, that owl is just trying to trying to work and so, make a living and support its family. Yeah. Owls have a silent flight, which is scary. Easy. Yeah. To, they're easy to sneak up on you. They eat their food whole and then barf up the bones. Name one other animal that eats its food. Well, snakes. But I, so. You just so, answered your own question. Well, yeah, I was taking a, I was taking a pretty wild stand and then I guess I kind of realized. But either way, those owl pellets where they'll just like swallow a mouse and then go and then yeah. blarf up a mouse skeleton intact. I think sometimes. Um, here's one thing which leads me to believe that owls design their babies for destruction and silent flight and death. Mm-hmm. Owls will feed their strongest babies first. So this little uh, Norbert or um, small winged dark claw yeah. obviously was not fed first because they were stronger babies. So they were breeding right. for strength and silent assassination. Guess what eats owls? Other owls. Larger, more powerful owls. Yeah, it's kind of like the whale community. Yeah, right? It's well, I creepy. guess just killer whales. The biggest owl can weigh up to eight pounds and have a five foot wingspan that's that's massive that's a big owl the european eagle owl and its scientific name bubo bubo which is which sounds like a cryptid in and of itself it sounds like a spell that like a witch would cast like bubo 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 one two three now you're an owl and look at me look at me i mean don't (laughs) oops don't please (laughs) other owl tidbits uh, the owl is a longtime symbol of the Illuminati and the Freemasons. Mm. Check that out. There's actually an owl in the top right-hand corner of the on the front of an American dollar bill. It's very small, but there's a miniature owl. Why is it so small? Because it's a secret. Conspiracy. There really is. There's Illuminati. A well, I think still on the new ones. I haven't looked, but I do have a I dollar bill in my wallet. So I'll look later. Just one dollar bill. Just one single dollar (laughs) bill, saving it for this particular moment, which (laughs) that's fate in and of itself. I could have given that dollar to any coffee, to any barista where where if you and I got coffee on vacation, I could have gone, you know what? Here's a cool dollar that I saved and dropped it in their jar. But I didn't didn't. because the Owl Illuminati uh, secret government organization might have been doing some mind control on me. 
Uh, I'm not really sure. In medieval lore, since it hides in the darkness and avoids the light, the owl also came to symbolize Satan, the prince of darkness. Mm. I mean, it's not looking good for Brandon here. Uh, no. The owl is also a sign of reincarnation. I guess that's one positive thing. Yeah. Now, I do have a little bit of information about the owl as a spirit animal in general. Owl symbolism, intuition, the ability to see what others do not see. Okay, that's fine. But again, the owl did die. The presence <laughs> of an owl announces change. One could say a positive change, but I feel like if the owl passed away very loudly, it's maybe not a good change. <laughs> uh, the or capacity maybe the change was there and it just fizzled out. Do you think the, the change already happened and the owl went, I guess I've served my purpose and then passed away? Maybe. Maybe, but probably not. And Brandon, I'm sorry, but we don't make the rules. Uh, owls also have the capacity to see beyond deceit and masks. So maybe this owl was looking deeper into Brandon's soul. And maybe Brandon has something he needs to tell everybody. <laughs> maybe. Uh, wisdom in general. But then again, it died. So I guess anti-wisdom. The traditional <laughs> meaning <laughs> the, the traditional meaning of the owl spirit animal is the announcer of death. Most likely symbolic like a life transition or a change. And uh, there is an owl totem quote, which I think this is, I don't know, just maybe someone, it was like five o'clock on a Friday and they're like, oh, I got to think of an owl totem quote really quick. Mm -hmm. Don't count your owls before they are delivered. And that's from Albus Dumbledore worst. in Harry Potter. That's the worst quote ever. Yeah, I agree. So Dumbledore, it was five o'clock on a Friday and he was like, I got to get out of here. I got to jet skiing lesson so <laughs> that's a story that brandon told me that there was a dead owl in his yard and then i wanted to make sure that he was safe and again i'm being we're being truthful here brandon because we don't think you're safe <laughs> i don't so, know what to tell you though i don't either I, I mean we don't make the rules but maybe you gotta sell your house i'm sorry <laughs> or burn that tree down or wherever that owl was maybe you need to have a seance have, yeah, we'll help you have a seance where that dead owl was. Lindsay and I will bring over some Palo Santo. And now, who we'll, took the owl? Someone took the owl that I think they're going to use the bones for something, which I don't know what and I don't remember. Maybe for art, maybe for occult practices, I don't really know. <laughs> but all I know is that there was a dead screaming owl, or there was a screaming owl passed away. Rest in peace, small wing, dark claw. Yeah. A.K.A. Norbert. Now, does it make it better? Okay, say it's a small demon messenger that visited Brandon. Yes, um, which is likely. Yeah, but Brandon wanted to keep it as his own. Yeah, he did. So he was showing it love, which the owl maybe picked up on. And I don't know. Do you think it was maybe? Well, and he named it. So like maybe the owl is like, I'm a bad, terrible demon owl. And then it, Brandon gave it a name and he was like, what? No one's ever cared about me. Well, Brandon named it after it died. Oh. He didn't name it when it was alive. So it didn't know about the name. No, it didn't at all. Well, well it's, then, Brandon, it's... I'm so sorry. You're out of luck, I guess. <laughs> well, one thing that I know that you and I enjoy about Brandon is that his heart is almost too big. Yes. He's a very compassionate, very empathetic, and altruistic human being. Now, those are some very big words that I know, and it stops there. But maybe the owl, yeah, just couldn't appreciate or accept all the love that it was getting from Brandon's house. <laughs> and it died because it was like, I was supposed to be here to curse you, but your big heart is making me die. Wow. Like Brandon killed a demon with his big heart. Yeah. So Brandon was the chosen one. a demon one. slayer. Well, Neo from The Matrix. <laughs> and then the other... The bad one, the owl, was the other guys in the suits from the Matrix. And Brandon stopped the bullets in time. The bullets being hatred pushed him back with his powerful mm. heart and then destroyed them. That's a weird story. It is a weird story. Um, but again, I'll post. I have a, I have a photo of Small Wing Dark Claw that I'll be posting. Aww. And I have a little video. Now, if I can figure out, I, I said I would post a video, but I believe I figured out how to do it. I'm just not very good at doing things on my phone sometimes. <laughs> but if I can't post it, I won't post it. But I'm trying to post it. But I'm trying my best. It was screeching really loud, this little baby. It's kind, of, it's kind of a Aww. sad video. But I was going to say, is it really sad? It's not. Well, it's sad knowing that it hung by one talent and then passed away. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Other than that, though, really cool, a really happy video. Owls are really scary. Well, we were sitting on your parents deck not too long ago and we heard that owl yeah we heard a call it sounded almost like a like a dog or something it or sounded like a, like a laser oh yeah Remember? that's right it was like a muffled laser mm. noise and your dad was like that's an owl and we didn't believe him and then we searched it up on youtube turns out it was an owl it, it was, was a, an owl 
It was a barred owl? No, screech owl? I forget. There's so many different owls. Well, there's that scary documentary about the staircase, about that guy oh, yeah. being convicted to murdering his wife. And they don't really say in the documentary, but there's all these theories that she actually was attacked and killed by an owl. That's right. And Which... I kind of believe it because she had like scrapes on her head. They had seen the huge owls around and it had a nest. So it was probably being protected, like protective mm-hmm. of its babies. And if they're demons, then yeah. And it attacked her and she fell down the staircase. But who knows? Well, it's safe to assume that owls are, are uh, bringers of death, harbingers of death. I think I'm saying the word right. So, of course, they're going to try to do some damage. Whether that owl killed her or not, it was there. And maybe her husband did kill her because of the owl. Maybe so. Hard to tell. We don't know. I don't know either. But um, if anyone wants to reach out and send condolences or well wishes to our buddy Brandon, um, you're more than you're more than welcome to do so. Um, you can find Brandon on Instagram at blicktinger. Well, I almost said .com, but it's B and then L I C H T I N G E R. He puts a lot of drawings on his thing. It's mostly, it's actually all drawings, except for like two pictures of some friends. Nothing about the owl yet, but yeah, go ahead and follow him because he draws, he draws little fun little doodles and he could use all the support he can get right now because there might be, uh, his house might be cursed. Well, that's all I have, Lindsay Marie. Nice. That was a creepy story. Yeah. Poor Brandon. Poor Brandon. Brandon, if you need to escape, you just come to our house. And we have a creepy dog, so. Yeah, so good. You'll feel right at home. (laughs) You'll feel right at home. Well, hey, we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, the middle, and end of our show. It's good music. And you can find (laughs) Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. Uh, We saw Eli last night, which was Saturday. And uh, he had a shirt tucked in when we first saw him, his t-shirt tucked into pants. And then we saw him again with his t-shirt untucked. So no one really knows what happened during that time. But um, Eli, we wish you the best. And we saw him on Friday, too. Oh, yeah, we did. Saturday, we laid around and took naps. Oh, I meant Friday we saw him. <laughs> yeah, not Saturday. We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network. Um, there's wonderful podcasts on the Scavengers Network. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com. We have a Patreon. You can donate money, and then we can do really cool stuff, maybe like find an owl yeah. and ask it questions. Um, just check it out. The other podcasts are wonderful. Big happy family over there. Yes, that's true. And if you'd like to hear more of Lindsay, everyone's favorite host of Spooky Spouses, I know that we publicize it a little bit, but just in case you missed it, because that's kind of the way it works sometimes, Lindsay was on an episode of one of our favorite indie podcasts, Shelly Has Opinions with the Chatfield Sisters, and it's the episode about potlucks. Yes, and- the show is wonderful, whether you listen to my episode or not. Um, basically, a bunch of sisters trying to convince the other sister why they should like something and i feel like that's an every fi- like family dynamic yeah i agree 100 percent. and if you want as well the uh ttrpg show on the scavengers network myth takes is back out now in its fourth arc um sam grezzes stephanie ishniowski myself and colin our beautiful boss baby brisket beef bergen bouillon boy is uh uh we're we're all um recording some stuff together and it's been very fun so far and the episode the next episode will be dropping this coming thursday which is the 15th and i forget the date mm. uh, but that's okay and we'd like to thank all of our <laughs> listeners because without you there is no us wow that was really pretty that was beautiful. <laughs> i thought i would you know kind of sing it really crappy just to let everyone know how much i love them well, some people say crappy, like uh, I guess you did, but other people will say um, it was a beautiful song. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And we missed everybody while we were on vacation. Thank you for sticking with us, and uh, we're happy to be back. So, hey, until next week, have hopefully you find an owl outside of your living situation. No, hopefully you don't find an owl. Well, I wasn't. I was going to make it fun. Oh. You find an owl outside of your living situation, your house with no doors. Now that's a metaphor. <laughs> But the owl is bright white, and you, you you can hear it talking quietly outside about, like, cool stuff. Then whenever you go out there, the owl stops talking. Are you done with your owl story? That was it. Hopefully you just have a creepy week. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. We will see each and every one of you next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye.
Linz, how's yours? I think it's good. How's yours? I think it's good, too. Hard to tell, though, because we haven't heard it. I can't see anything. <laughs> uh, can you taste anything? I can hear it. Do you, okay, can you taste anything? No. Are you, Today or ever? Ever. <laughs> okay, well, what do you guess eggs taste like? Eggs? Yeah. Um, Spongy mm-hmm. cereal treats. Yep, that's basically it. Okay. Bye. Hey, Lens. Yeah. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Lindsay stepped out of the room for a second, so I guess it's just us. How you doing? Uh, I could uh, make a noise on my phone. That was a goat. I have some more. That was a goat. It kind of sounds like it says, yeah. That one's nervous. Maybe it's just meeting meeting some new friends. That's the one everyone knows. That's like, okay, we get it. Uh, I think that's probably enough. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hi, I'm Morgan Spatola, the host of Morgan Needs a Podcast, which is a podcast about cats. Uh, okay, Morgan, great delivery. Love the energy, but that's just, that's just not true. Can you take that line again, please? <clears throat> okay, um, I'm the host of Morgan Needs a Podcast, a podcast about the evolutionary advantages of gizzards. Morgan, what? Okay, okay. It's a podcast about, uh, bosons and other elementary particles? A podcast about strange colored milk? It's about doing crimes for people you like. Beer. It's about beer. Cactus safety. How to properly retrieve a dropped burrito from a sewer drain. It's about, uh... All right, Morgan, we're three hours into this ad recording, and I'm starting to think that you don't actually have a podcast. I don't. That's the whole point. I'm trying to find one, and I want people to join me every month so we can figure this whole thing out together. That's why it's called Morgan Needs a Podcast. Part of the Scavengers Network, and available wherever you get your podcasts.